Vince McMahon is, oh man, he's in trouble. Man, the founder of WWE, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, sets the stage for his possible exit. Is it going to be a bullshit little edgic or is it going to be a legitimate edgic? I don't think it's going to be a legitimate one because of all the shit that's been piled up against this man, the chickens is coming home to roost. <laughs> that's an old school saying. Okay, so um, it says here, uh, okay, so WWE founder Vishwing Man sets the stage for his possible exit. Wrestling magnate Vince McMahon is hinting that he's out of the family business according to regulatory filings tied to the WWE recent merger with the UFC. Driving news, oh, excuse me, driving the news, the new combined um, entity, a, a TKO has registered all of McMahon's shares for sale, thus enabling him to avoid the lockup period. Applies to other TKOs. Stockholders, Dever and uh, Silver Lake. McMahon holds around 28.84 million uh, TKO sales. It was valued at 3 billion as of yesterday's market close. Behind the scenes here, TKO first closed the registration plan on page 184 of SEC filing early last month. Neither the company nor McMahon's uh, Commenting further, first glance, this simply seemed to be about giving McMahon flexibility, even giving TKO flexibility given the ongoing investigation, particularly given that the subsequent registration statement filed last week, filed last week, include any underwriters. The same filing says that McMahon, along two other uh, TKO executives will be selling stockholders this offering. The definite verb tense uh, penned by lawyers who paid a lot of money to be accurate. It does matter. McMahon is one of TKO's greatest assets. Having his institutional knowledge of the business, that's why he participated in the listing day at the New York Stock Exchange last Tuesday, despite being on medical leave, needed to a spinal surgery, seen for post uh, with Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel and UFC boss Dana White. Also, it's one of the greatest liabilities. Not only the past misconduct, including payoffs to cover up alleged sexual misconduct, but because of July, served with both federal and search both a federal search warrant and a federal grand jury subpoena. The nature of the investigation is unclear. Man has been charged with the crime. Uh, TKO itself says that the regulatory filing and membership on the board could expose us negative publicity <laughs> and or have other adverse uh, financial and operational impacts of our business. Membership also may result in additional scrutiny of flies exacerbate the risk discouraging. Um, any of these outcomes could uh, directly or indirectly have versed national and operational impacts of our business. So, cold feet. 
It'd be about fucking thing man in charge TKO as far as being on the board of the uh, the board of directors of directors. God damn, can't talk. Um, man. So I I I kind of knew this existing investigation of Visping Man going to prolong itself towards shit. Justice need to be served. Or, like, Ari Emanuel is in a tight spot because I'm like, okay, man got too much baggage, which the article said he has become a, a liability going forward. So, I'm thinking Ari Emanuel is going to love him. He's a friend. I said, I need you to get out the door because you just going to make problems in this situation even worse if you stay here all about business you know what i'm saying it's all about good business period now, i don't know that sound kind of fuck is he talking about you know what the fuck i'm talking about oh you don't want to have a person with a baggage under you that this this is no big deal they just sweep it down the rug and everybody's gonna you know forget everything Thing built and everything gonna be okay. This is the mind of Vince McMahon. You're doing this shit for years. If something pops off, like, okay, I always do. Stop talking about it. Another day at the office, pay off some people to set their fucking mouth. Gonna run smooth. You know what I'm saying? But think you can only do that for so much. Like, karma has this way of revealing to you like gotcha bitch like his famous words of dave Chappelle, bitch you know what i'm saying that's karma oh no but i think this is a good thing really because if this mcmahon's out the way stripped him from any involvement entertainment out of wwe i don't care if it's the business part he could do the business a couple deals with networks or whatever the money is good but stay your old ass out of fucking entertainment side of it, like the booking. Because when you went away, you appointed your daughter, Stephanie, as the CEO, and your son-in-law, Triple H, as the head of create, the actual head of creative. Moving forward, everything started to become good again. Starting to watch WWE. I was excited for the pay-per-views. And then all of a sudden, Vince Man came back, and it's like... Damn. And then everything was like starting becoming all stop watching WWE because his booking style don't make sense. This this could be a bad thing and a good thing at the same time. The bad thing is we really not going to see Vince McMahon. He, he started the company. He built it from the ground up from his father into a global a billion dollar enterprise. And he hooked up with another company and made a merger. And he's going to be executive chairman of the board. And he's, he, he, he took something from his father that was reasonable. And he made it into something a little bit more. This is a reasonable operation. He made it into a global powerhouse. On the other hand, he's... People don't get that successful with any dirt underneath their fingernails. You know what I'm saying? It's gain success and notoriety. Notoriety. They were right. Excuse me. Nobody don't have any clean hands in that process. So you know he he did a lot of dirty shit, and and it's coming back to bite him in the ass. We don't give a shit about this man. Care about the product. 
I've been watching WWE since I was six. Like in the Ultimate Warrior days. Hogan, that was like early 80s, late 70s. Started watching wrestling when Ultimate Warrior was the champion. That was like 87. I'm not sure. Shit, 88? That's what it is. What do you feel about it? Comment below. I don't like to know. Hey, right, peace out. Okay, everybody. How y'all doing today? This is Drake uh, King James back at it with another video. Good morning on my end. This is like probably 10 minutes to 11 in the morning. <laughs> Anyway, um, I got an article from Pure Xbox here, and um, Phil Spencer on Tokyo Game Show 2023. The future for Xbox in Japan is bright. Let's get us into the news for the moment. So ahead of the next of next week's uh, a Tokyo Game Show 2023. Live stream Xbox boss Phil Spencer has shared and welcome uh, message to fans in the region and those watching around the world at home. Phil reminds us all that the future of Xbox in Japan is bright, hinting the fans of Japanese titles have lots to look forward to Xbox platforms. You can check the video clip. Well said. I'll. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I think I'll probably find it and put the link in the description box below if you want to watch it. So, um, and I quote, this is what Phil Spencer said. We, oh, excuse me, we're thrilled to be back at the Tokyo Game Show this year with Xbox Digital Broadcast. We invite players in Japan and around the world uh, tune into Xbox social channels on Thursday, the 21st of September and 6 p.m. Japan Standard Time, where we will share updates from our studios and diverse lineup of games from creators and predominantly located in japan and across asia the future for xbox in japan is bright and we can't wait to share these updates with all of you for everyone at x ups uh, at team xbox we hope you have a great tokyo game show all right that's what you said when you said the event xbox is going hard with showcases this year as it's the uh, portfolio finally um, starts to catch up um, with ambitions we kicked off the year of the first ever xbox developer direct before a jam-packed summer showcase featuring lots of starfield uh dropped in june xbox recently ha had a huge presence at gamescom 2023 as well so yeah it's been a busy one uh for the team and that's all that i have really you know um it's, it's gonna be something big happening in the future with team xbox they're solidifying their portfolio they're already doing some good things with um game pass um they bought out fucking activism blizzard which pissed off a lot of sony ponies out there you know um i i i, I, I kind of knew that you know xbox had it in bag i mean you could have been stupid if you don't really think that though but shit xbox or not uh, excuse me microsoft has enough money to take over the whole fucking scene much further in this because 
I want, I want to drink some water after this. I'm thirsty. Anyway, peace. Okay, how you doing, everybody? It's another episode of uh, Drake King James. What's the Talk About Podcast? Um, if you like this episode, hit that like button. Uh, subscribe if you want to. And also ring that notification bell. So anyway, uh, Sony new uh, PS5 update includes um, Adobe Atmos. I think I'm, I'm saying that word right. Uh, Adobe Atmos. And the ability to mute the startup beep. Now, a lot of you heard this uh, bit of news before. I haven't, so let me share it with you. <laughs> so you can now silence the PS5 beep sound to use as, as a second controller to assist friends and family in games. So Sony is rolling out a big new PS5 update today, just over a month after it first started testing the changes in beta update as Dolby Atmos uh, lets you mute that annoying boot up beat. It's not really annoying. I, I, I like it really. I don't know. And even supports pairing a second controller as an assist, one that lets you help friends or family compete game Sony is also expanding its PS uh, remote play app to Google's Chromecast with Google TV 4k allowing you to stream games from a PS5 or PS4 to Android to a TV OS 12 devices the Adobe app most supports comes in the form of Sony 3D Audio implementation, um, the, the Tempest 3D Audio Tech. It's uh, comparable with Dolby Atmos device like soundbars, TVs, or home theater systems. Media apps like Netflix can also update their apps on the PS5 suit uh, to support Dolby Atmos audio. You can mute the PS5 beep sound that chirps when you turn on a console on or off or even when it goes into rest mode after being idle. If you just want to adjust the volume of the beep, there's now an option for that too. To use the second DualSense controller for assistance, you can now assign a second controller to one account as the assist controller and use two controllers to operate your ps5 console if you can oh, excuse me as if you were using a single controller it explains the head the hediki <laughs> what's his name what you know his name you see it um the senior vice president of platform experience at sony interactive Inter entertainment this feature introduced a new way for you to enjoy games collaboratively with others to help a friend or a child navigate a particularly challenging section of the game. Sony is also improving its expandable M2 SSD store support to 8TB limit on drives. You still need an M2 SSD that meet the minimum requirements, but there are now more options for PS5 owners who want a lot of storage. That's a good that's good news right there.
Sony is also adding a number of UI improvements and some general navigation changes with the latest PS5 software update. You can now enable haptic feedback from the DualSense controller while navigating around the PS5 user interface. Moving the focus from one section to another will uh, trigger haptics. With this option enabled, along haptic feedback for when you reach the end of the scrollable section, voice commands have also been approved with the ability to use Hey PlayStation Help to find support pages in Hey PlayStation What's New to find out all the new PS5 features and updates just like this one. Some of the PS5 social aspects are getting some welcome changes. You now be able to invite players into a closed party without adding them to a group. Also, send open or closed party invites to a group instead of just a single uh, a friend. You can also now see a preview of someone sharing their screen before you join a party. And it's now easier to see what's which friends are the parties in the friends tab uh, Sony's also adding emoji reactions for messages PlayStation remote play support is also being expanded to additional Android TV devices the, P, uh, the PlayStation remote play app is now available on Android TV OS 12 devices including Chromecast with uh, Google TV 4K and Sony's Bravia XR A95L. So that is it of the goings on of what's happening at Sony. The only thing that I think that is mostly that don't make sense is the beep sound. Who cares about the beep sound? I think a minute fraction of the Sony Pony audience have a problem with the beep when you turn on the device. You know, but other than that, Mainly all the updates is pretty legit, really, besides the beep sound. All right, so what do y'all feel about this? You think it's a good thing with the beep sound? I, I know everything else I was just missing in this article was pretty good, but the beep sound, really? I don't know. Said. Anyway, that is all. Peace out. Now, I was in the, um, the <clears throat> Game Pass library. I, I'm on PC Game Pass. And I was like, is Mal Monster Hunter Rise is a good game? Because the only thing, is it on par with 4? Monster Hunter 4? The one on PS4 or whatever. It came out on PS4. I don't know. But I, I'm going to install this bit and see if I like it. So, I'm going to install it. And it's, it's installing right now. So, uh, let's see if I can see if I like this game. Because <laughs> I heard so many people... This game is awesome, you know, all the Monster Hunter fans. <clears throat> so anyway, let's, let's get back to the video. Oh, let's get to the video, excuse me. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? And um, this article right here, uh, right? Um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft announces the Division 3 with zero fanfare. I think... It's a lot of reasons why I think what it meant, zero fanfare, a lot of people's not um, excited about it because nobody plays Division anymore. I mean, there's some people that play the. I, I went back and played Division only on PC. And let me tell you something, off the cuff, man, this game, Division 2, it runs so much better on PC than fucking console, I swear. I, hitboxes 
have changed or maybe the refresh rate has improved i'm i'm having a ball but um, yeah <laughs> ain't nobody playing the uh, division two it's not like destiny let's get that one thing straight i, I don't know I, I think the audience for division is not there anymore and you just have a cult following so anyway got this article on forbes as you can see so what used to be one of ubisoft's top fancy franchises mega hits the division has now quietly announced its uh, second sequel the division 3 the fate of the division as a franchise has been unknown outside of a survivor multiplayer shooter heartland which still does not have a fixed release date and it seems like that would be the way forward for the division outside of the actual sequel this is not the case in a, uh, a press release and a single tweet from massive account Ubisoft, I keep saying, I don't know. If people say Ubisoft, I say Ubisoft, whatever, like fucking tomato, tomato. Anyway, Ubisoft <laughs> has announced that Julian Gerhardt, Gerhardt, whatever, is returning to the universe and is currently building a team to start work on the division. Uh, tweet on X. <laughs> you gotta keep reminding yourself there's no longer Twitter. Julian Gert, oh yeah. Same shit I said. Yeah, you see it. Okay, Gerhardy, I'm, I'm butchering her name, I'm sorry, has been directing Ubisoft Star Wars Outlaws game, but it's unclear if it's, he sent, oh, it's a heat. Wait a minute, what's, a, what's a, Julian? It is a guy, but I keep saying her, anyway. <laughs> he simply finished fifth role with the game out in 2024 or if he's leaving midway through the head of division three like he did the, the division two the original division broke records for uh ubisoft um selling more copies in 24 hours than any game in the company's history and it was actually one of the biggest losses for the brand new ip ever the Division 2, despite increasing in quality in really every way, was viewed in a long term as the least something of a disappointment compared to the original to Ubisoft. I should say Ubisoft twice. I caught myself. Fuck, it, it feels nasty calling it Ubisoft than Ubisoft. Anyway. However, all of the games that have ever tried to challenge Destiny for its live service looted throne and argue that the Division franchise got closest, even if it never quite reached that level. My hunters, oh, hunters, my hundreds of hours of playtime across both one and two are a testament to that. Delivering solid seasons, then eventually doing season reruns as support faded, then it went back to doing a new content. Uh, can't read. <laughs> then it went back to doing new content again for a spell. I have no idea what many have changed to have Ubisoft of Greenlight the Risen 3. But I am certainly more excited for that prospect than I am the MIA Heartland which continues to exist in testing. But it's unclear when it's 
will actually land as a mainstream release. It was announced all the way back to in uh, 2021, but it is taking forever to arrive as a ride release. I doubt it's scrapped, but it's pretty odd journey for the game. I now have to wonder if they may end up merged with Division 3 itself. If not, presumably, excuse me, presumably, the Division 3 will follow the format of the last two games, especially the Division 2, which uh, boasted, or boot, yeah, boasted a, a quality campaign and interesting spin on the end game. And then a, a competitive PvP on ongoing seasonal content. While live shooters looters have come and gone, it's nice to see Ubisoft have hasn't uh, given up on the division. Easily one of the best genre, and not one I would consider a failure, no matter if uh, the division two wasn't. I have no clue why Ubisoft would announce this in the press release instead of any other format, but I hope it gets more support than that going forward. I thought the Division 2 was dead. You know, they still had the servers open, obviously. Even I was playing it like several months ago. Then I'm playing Starfield now. <laughs> and I was playing Call of Duty, but you know, Starfield is out, so I'm playing that more. I, I thought the Division franchise was gone. I, you know what I'm saying? Because they saw, initially when Division 1 came out this is my opinion that I thought that well it was the case where they sort of capitalized on getting that live service money like Bungie did with Destiny I think that because it was similar to Destiny of how they labeled their weapons with the legendaries and the rare and the, and the ultras or whatever <laughs> but it was in third person it was in like the real world sort of you know it was very realistic and you know and you get to play with people just like destiny and you know that you know the division one was the greater of the two um which i like the division two even though dc is like 45 minutes away from me but I don't know after the end game it was like a like a kill switch it was like most of the people like moved on to other ips so they can play you know what i'm saying so if this gonna be a game changer and uh like ubisoft ecosystem i um if they do it right it could be i don't know uh they still got other projects like that fucking so-called call of duty killer what was called X Defy, <laughs> but um, it is what it is. We will see. And um, comment below. Uh, uh, how do you feel about a new sequel of the division? One thing: what city would they come in? Whatever. <laughs> like, uh, which city would they choose to, you know, fight the good fight? I guess you know they did New York. They did. Uh, DC the worst thing they can do is go back to the fucking New York they did that in the DLC but how about Texas or Los Angeles Los Angeles and Texas anywhere in Texas Austin, Houston, whatever Texas, like that, that good American town and the whole vibe is there so patriotic 
that can be a good city that the Division Three can um, hold. And then you have Los Angeles, all the crazy-ass liberals over there. You know, I'm an independent, so I don't care. <laughs> all the crazy-ass left-wingers are in California. I'm from California. I know better. But, uh, yeah, you got L.A., then you got any city in Texas. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have said. Peace out. Okay, everybody, how y'all doing? Um, this article I'm bringing to you is a little bit late because it came out. Oh, wow, it don't have a date to it. It says it published yesterday, but I mean, yesterday, now, it's like a couple days ago. <laughs> anyway, I got tired of the green screen because I had to pull it up. <laughs> I got to do some extra shit. Anyway, I just want to do the fucking video and be done with it. Anyway, so this is about Cyberpunk 2772 2.0 update. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos videos about this this game and it seems to me uh, out of all the videos this this shit feels like they ever did shit to it i swear or maybe i don't know it's a meme it's a whole big meme i guess I'm not sure. Anyway, so Cyberpunk, one and only expressing, expansion, Phantom Liberty is coming out on September 26th. It was a couple days. Oh, shit. Um, but the 2.0 update, which began some pretty significant system changes to the RPG that has been getting uh, incremental changes since its um, disastrous launch back in 2020. Coming out for free for all players on September 21st. Oh, wow. It is enough to salvage the game. Something might not be salvageable. I sat down with federal staff writers uh, Claire Jackson to talk about it. <clears throat> And after we both spent several hours with the new changes, our conclusion, it might not fix everyone's problems with Cyberpunk 2077, but it's, it is the mechanical realization of what the game probably always should have been. Kenneth Shepard said, Claire, I have one question for you, and just simple one that is, isn't loaded or complicated at all. Is Cyberpunk 27, fuck, is Cyberpunk 2077 good now? Claire says, I've always loved this game, holds a special place for me, so it always is all to her, it always been good, just with the big asterisks. I think Phantom Liberty, um, Liberty really makes the asterisks hard to see. The game is in very, um, the game is in a very different place now. Uh, so Kenneth said, honestly, I went from a begrudging respect disdain toward it when I played it at launch to it also holding a very a very special place for me when I uh, replayed it last year. Even then, that was before the 2.0 update. And I think while I certainly had my issues with the writing, its worldview, and the myriad of other problems, I always thought that thing that always kept it from being good or great was a lot of systemic issues. Because there was an uh, argument to be made that even the most detestable parts of Cyberpunk 2077 writing was part of the larger commentary and whether or not it holds up the scrutiny is separate discussion but systematically Cyberpunk 2077 just felt like the most unremarkable RPG adorned with some uh, pretty neon lights great characters and some 
pretty strong thematic broad strokes. I think I'm on record somewhere as saying that sort of big sweeping changes to the way the game operates nothing was going to make Cyberpunk 2077 good but also think I said that assuring, um, su assuming excuse me, we've never get something like the 2.0 update and I gotta say this is exactly what the game needed. And then Claire says, oh, I, I'm in total agreement. I also always happy to talk about what I loved in this game. And the weird way is narrative and even buggy stale resonates. Hold on. What the fuck? I, I can't read. <laughs> Oh, the real way is his narrative and even buggy state resonates with me but you're right there are fundamental issues that goes beyond just bugs those issues have been very well documented and they're totally valid and for a good chunk of cyberpunk's core problems there are no fixing them without making a new game the good news is that the new update i think is like half a new game maybe a bit more um the new mechanics really make for fresh experience oh that was it oh shit okay so okay this is what i think about cyberpunk 77 all right so when i played it and i think oh yeah it was in the year 2020 i played it buggy as hell i played it on the ps4 because at that time i didn't have the ps5 or the ps5 didn't come out yet or i'm not sure no 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 the ps5 came out in the, like the christmas season i bought my ps5 a year later so anyway i played it buggy as shit i still had a good time in my experience of the game the, uh, the the PS4 version, I got pissed off because sometimes my game would crash and I was in the middle of a mission. But only one or two experiences of that, of the whole entire of the gameplay that I was playing. But um, it, but when let's jump forward. When I was playing PS5 version, that was like a totally different game than what I played on the PS4. Version. It was like they was priming the game. They was actually they was prepping the game for the PS5 but we all of us had the ps4 system and they was like just just go half ass on the ps4 system because the people the bosses at the cd project red was too arrogant enough to even focus on the ps4 port and they put all their energy on the next gen consoles the xbox series x and the ps5 and the pc they, they just somebody fucked up <laughs> and i played the pc version i was like oh shit this this game is way smoother than the ps five i'm like holy fuck so then then again i think this update is gonna fix the subtle bugs game mechanics they're still there it's still gonna run like the same game but they're gonna put most of their focus on the dlc um which is gonna be free and i think it's free for everybody that purchased the game like uh, the, the base model of the game so am i excited yeah i want to see it. um so i burped on the mic because i blessed it yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited for um this game the dlc you know see what kind of progress that they did and i was like you heard it from claire i think that's her hold on what's her name yeah claire and in, in this article here um just live fucking changes <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a commentator. I says I'm just a person that talks shit. Anyway, that's it. I got peace out.